0: Well, another week has come and gone, and it's time for another episode of Chappy Chats. It was a good week for me, like all weeks, but it was a busy week. A lot of things going on at work. My chaplain companion, who helped me do things, uh, was elected county commissioner, and because the office was vacated, he was sworn in this last Monday. So now, I'm all by myself again in the chaplain realm at my particular place of occupation but that's okay. I took the opportunity to clean some things up and clean some things out and to rearrange some things in anticipation of the new assistant that I will get, and I thought about that, and part of this week I was just upset at that because I really truly believe we need another chaplain and that another chaplain would be beneficial to the organization, but that's not what the powers-to-be decided. They decided to just have an assistant for me, and that I would be the main chaplain and take care of chaplain things, and then maybe get a volunteer to take call once in a while. And like I say, I was irritated at that for a while because I have seen money spent on other things that benefited other areas, and just kind of felt like I wasn't being considered like other areas were. And then this Sunday, our preacher began to preach a series on gratitude, And that kind of hit me, too, because I wasn't being grateful. Grateful for the fact that I had a job. Grateful for the fact that I enjoy immensely what I'm doing. Because, you know, there's some people that have jobs, and they don't enjoy them at all. So that, coupled with what the preacher preached on, made me think about what I wanted to talk to you about today. And it's in more than just the realm of gratitude. It's also in the realm that of control of our thinking, and so I want to talk about that for a little bit. You know, a lot of people are upset today because they don't have things and because they see things wrong, and I think it all comes back to the point that we think we're missing out on something. And I think this missing out goes all the way back for many of us to the point of where we as Christians who believe there was a creation of a man and a woman called Adam and Eve— and that Adam and Eve sinned and the world fell and they got kicked out of the perfect garden and we've been struggling ever since. But we don't often think about the fact of what they got kicked out of the garden for, what started it. And what started it was, in the midst of this perfect paradise, in the midst of having all their needs met and everything that they needed for life, there was one thing they couldn't have, And because they couldn't have that one thing, they threw it all away. And as many people would say, the world's kind of in that place, that for many people, if they have something they can't have, they're just hell-bent on destroying the world because they don't have that one thing. Even though they may have many things in their life that they can be grateful for, that they can be in a good mood about because they don't have to worry about their life, their safety, their protection. Now I know even in America there are many who have to worry about that. But just think about it for a moment. I heard an argument on the radio today I was listening to, and it was about voter suppression. And this reporter asked this particular person, well, how can you say there's voter suppression when there were more black and brown people that voted in this particular state Than's ever voted in history. 80% turnout. And the person responded that, well, it's suppression because anytime there is a block or a hardship to be able to get registered or be able to get to vote, then that's oppression. Now, I may be a little crazy, but when you have an 80% turnout, and that's more than any other ethnicity turned out, it's a little hard for me to take that as voter suppression. Now, I'm sure there are some people that still have a hard time registering and some people that it's not easy for them to get to vote. But I don't believe that's because of suppression. But the one thing this person didn't have was that they didn't get elected last time they ran. And this is their whole stand for why they didn't get elected. And so they want to turn over, change, throw out the whole system, and make it anew. And in reality, all they're wanting to do is make it so they can win. That's all it's about. It's not about whether there'll be a good person in this particular office. It's not about whether the other person is a bad person in that office. It's about, I don't think you're giving me a chance, and therefore, I'm going to turn everything upside down. And yet, this particular person has had a great influence on getting people of her ethnic group to get involved in politics and at least come out and vote and have a hope that their vote can change something. Now, that's something very positive. I don't care what group you belong to, because without hope, you don't have that. But, you know, it's all, again, in our perspective and how we look at things, and our attitude about it. As I said last week, you know, we get up all set, the Russians are going to come get us. But then another thing I thought about this week was all the lies that we get told. And they're lies because people have agendas. Not agendas to help everyone else, but agendas to promote themselves. Whether it's big pharma, big government, big business, whatever it is, it's, it's about promoting themselves and not helping everybody get to where they need to be. And it's because they're not grateful for the power they have, the money they have, the position they have. And that's a real big problem, is we're not happy where we're at. We're not happy that we have the opportunity to move forward, even if we haven't arrived there yet we want it now. We want to be able to grab it all. But what is grabbing it all? What would make you perfectly happy? If you had more cars, more money, better looks, more houses, more friends, more freedom, what would having it all look like? Would it be like the Midas touch? You had it all. Everything turned to gold. Even your friends you touched, the couches you touched, the cars you touched, they turned to gold. But then they weren't worth anything because they were just gold. Your friends became statutes of gold. Your automobiles became statutes mainly of gold if that's what you touched. And then there was nothing to share with. You have it all, but there's nobody to share it with. There's nobody to experience it with. And that's really what I want to talk to you about is the best life possible is a life of gratitude. Being grateful that you're not where you were, appreciating that you can be somewhere else, but simply enjoying where you are right now. In this very moment, life is full enough of sad moments and unhappy moments because of losses, whether it's a loss of job, loss of relationship, or a loss of a loved one through death. And as I've said times before in this podcast, and maybe it's because I'm getting older and I realize I'm on the downhill slide, but every moment needs to be cherished and enjoyed because it's a moment you won't get back. And every moment needs to be cherished and enjoyed where you are doesn't mean you don't plan to do better, be better, have better in your circumstances. But it does mean not spending so much time on looking to the future that you miss the present. Be grateful for where you are. Look at the perspective of most of us. Most of us have the food we need, the shelter we need. We have the ability to get it, to go to work. Now, there are some that don't, but most of us in this country we live in have that. But we're not satisfied with that because we're covetous. We want what someone else has without making the sacrifices that they made to get it. Now, I know you're going to throw in there, yeah, but some people cheated and stole. I'm not talking about those people. Because in today's society, Yes, there are people that stole and stomped over people and got things by ill-gotten means, but not everybody, and that's how the world looks at it. Well, they got it because they did something wrong or because they were in the right group and we were in the wrong group. And maybe that's true in some instances, but it's not totally true because there's people that are in every group that have made it and arrived where they wanted to be. Are you willing to be grateful where you are? until you get where you want to be. Are you willing to work to get where you want to be and realize that you may never make it, but as long as you're trying and you're grateful for what you have and where you are, you won't miss out on much. You won't miss much of life. So as we begin to go through October and get through the scary part of Halloween and move into November, which has Thanksgiving, could you start this week, start a little early, like the preacher said this morning, Hobby Lobby, a craft store, if you don't have one in your area, we have a, in our state, lots of them, then they're selling Christmas trees, and we haven't got past Halloween yet. So can you just begin to think about that? Are you content where you are? Now, I'm not asking, are you content to stay there? Wanting to be somewhere else, to do better, to be better, It's nothing wrong with that. But you have to learn to be content where you are first. Because if you're not, you're going to be looking at things from the wrong perspective. And you're going to have the wrong attitude. And that attitude is gratitude. That you aren't where you were. You don't have to stay where you are. But you can be content with where you are. Focusing on the present. Not wallowing in the past, and not longingly looking at the future without seeing what is in front of you today. Blessing, protection, and favor. Until we meet again next week.